I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. gap between rounds is as short as it'll ever be this season. Round nine, throwing up a few curveballs in team list Wednesday today, 11 o'clock. And luckily, Lakey, you were right on time with your team's analysis. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Um, there's a good reason for that. It's I was sitting at home yesterday watching the footy, and right before the Dragons Roosters kicked off, I messaged Stilesy panicked that the teams were going to drop in five minutes and I've done sweet <laughs> FA on the teams right up as far as setting it up or anything like that. So he went, no, 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 it's tomorrow morning. And I went, oh, good. So, yeah, I got on top of it and then, um, you know, trying to – busy with work this morning, but I managed to bang out a, a bit of a piecemeal thing um, as it dropped, which was, let's say, it all became out of uh, stress. Yeah, well, it was very well done in the end. Got there as early as I think I've ever seen it in terms of the day it's been released. The the teams, it was weird. Um, I didn't even know what to – I thought we were getting them Tuesday night as you did and then yeah. now Wednesday morning. It's a strange old week. Plenty of Supercoach stuff to get through as well because I don't know about you, but I'm struggling to field a healthy 17. Uh, last week did a bit of a number on my side, which was already pretty ordinary to begin with. How are you faring for this pretty tricky week? Yeah, I'm I'm a bit the same. I've uh, I unfortunately had an absolute shocker yesterday. As I mentioned uh, off air to you, I had Eli Katoa and Torhu Harris both go down within five minutes oh. of each other, um, and combine for about fifty points all up, which was tough to watch. I thought both were looking good and in for a big afternoon. I've got Harry Grant up there at hooker. Um, Josh Schuster's on the bench, as many people do, and. Um, yeah, it's it's very, very thin at the moment. We haven't even hit buys and we're barely piecing a team together. It's one of those weird old seasons. I think just there's injuries every week, the suspensions, that's, that's a big one. Um, don't pick players like Victor Radley in your side, I think, is the, the name of the game. But yeah, a lot of... Uh, a lot of Supercoach just caught in a bit of a tricky spot. Uh, we've spoken about them a few times now, but trade boosts. I'm up to my, I think, oh, I've got two left in the bank. How are you going? I've got three left, um, I believe. But it's one of yeah. those things that you, yeah, you think, left. oh, save, save them for the buyers, but the buyers probably aren't as critical this year, as we've said, like 13 players only. So Yeah, that's be- right. That's right. So I was looking at using one again this week with um, Torhu and Eli both out in my um, forwards and Harry Grant out in my um, hooking role. So, I mean, I'm, I'm left with pretty much like, Udo Ikemanu and Sony Lucas starters for me this week, which is far from ideal. So um, I'm possibly using my third this week to actually get something decent on the field. It's one of those things like it's probably worth using it, the strategy now, if you've got a lot of fires to put out and you're fielding pretty ordinary sides, then I guess this is the perfect time 
as ever to use the the boosts rather than keep them up the sleeve. And, you know, we're going to run out of trades anyway. I'm burning through left, right and centre. So why not throw a few new boosts into the mix there? Although I think I'm 0 for 3 in terms of using them appropriately. I seem to (laughs) always get to the other side and have wasted it on some rubbish player, Ben Hunt. One from earlier in the year. So, I don't know, out of necessity, don't just do it to be, um, I don't know, try and get someone flashy in or something like that. Purely to not field Sonny Luke and Utoe Kamano, I think is as good a reason as any. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd be firing that off. Yeah, yeah, I think that's my go-to plan. i got to just wait a little bit to see how long uh, the boys are out for. Um, we'll get into it a bit as we go through the teams, but, you know, Tohu Harris hasn't been announced how long his knee is going to keep him out for. Hmm. So... Yeah, a bit of radio silence out of there. I should actually hit Anton up. I'm sure he's got a um, a pretty direct line into Warriors camp, uh, living as sort of a Wilfred over the Dutch a little bit there, I reckon. I can see him outside Warriors training in the bushes and that kind of thing all the time. He just strikes me as that kind of guy. I don't know. Do you get that vibe from old Anton? Oh, I'm 90% sure that's why he moved back there from Sydney. He said <laughs> it was for family reasons and he treats the Warriors as his family. So I think that's what it's about. Bunty or four, look out your window. Uh, get, get some decent security over there. And uh, all good. Uh, so you and I will go through some of the... Uh, we're going to go buy, sell, hold. Pretty heavy content at the end of this pod. We'll go through the teamless Tuesday news, as always, and then captains and devices. So a relatively simple one. But, like, I think it would be remiss of me not to bring up results from last weekend. I know you probably don't want to go into it, but I've sat on these pods all year with Stylesy, Crowen. Um, Alex, he, when he was on, he didn't have that much to crow about, but the Dragons were doing better than us. For the first time in a long, long time, cows are on the winner's list and unfortunately was against your boys. Uh, yeah. How <laughs> did you... Uh, were you watching the game? Did you? I was, I was, and I thought for a lot of it, um, it was very back and forth. There were times where Newcastle were a better side. There was times where North Queensland were the better side. You looked like more of the teams you were last year than to start this year. Um, it was a great game. One of the commentators at one stage actually said it's it's up there with the game of the year contenders. Um, but what it came down to was uh, goal kicking. Really, it was just. Um, you know, Lockie Miller's spraying them all over the field at the moment. And, you know, if it wasn't for him missing so many last week, we beat Penrith. And if it wasn't for him missing this week, we beat you guys. So I'm looking forward to getting an actual goal kicker back and whoever that may be. I don't, I couldn't actually tell you. Not going to be Ponga, your boy? Uh, I thought it was last week. Um, as I said, I was telling everybody that, he was the first choice goal kicker to start the year and then he's gone and, and got another head knock. So it's not a, a, a physical injury, so to speak. Uh, his limbs and legs and arms and everything were A-OK. So I thought he'd be walking back into kicking duties, but that wasn't to be. He was benched before games started and even when he came on, he, he um, had relinquished the goal kicking. So I don't know what to make of that. Hmm. I thought in the end I watched the replay, so I didn't actually see the game live. I was following it along my Apple Watch at a wedding down on the Gold Coast. The only only time I actually saw the game was peering through literally the bushes into the people's place next door while they were watching the game. So I didn't get away with that for too much longer. Very Anton of you. Yes, it was. But the venue itself didn't have much in the way of um, football action and and, in English-speaking people. 
for that regard because it was a Brazilian wedding. But fair yeah, to say I was the only hey, person. That's a Brazilian speaking <laughs> wedding. They'd be all about the football, wouldn't they? Yeah. Football, yeah, they certainly were, but not the uh, yeah the footy that I like. But no, no, it was a yeah. In the end, my uh, mood didn't sour and ruin the wedding. Would have been some shattered glassware and things like that, which I think is a is a custom in other weddings, but maybe not Brazilian. Yeah. Was it plates? Yeah, and that, that's uh, plates, that kind of thing. Greek weddings. <laughs> Same I reckon and by this stage of your relationship, Source would have been right there with you throwing glasses to make it seem like it was a planned thing. Speaking of, I went from the um, the highs of the cows winning just hanging on to her catching the bouquet. So Whoa. you win some and you lose some. She couldn't have been hunted that thing. Dived really aggressively in front right. of a sea of Brazilians to get it. So yeah, unfortunately it doesn't Kenny, actually. You should have Kenny Bromwich her and tackled her before the ball got there. <laughs> I was very tempted. <laughs> oh, look, let's not ruin any weddings or anything like that. But unfortunately, yeah, the hands, uh, yeah, hands did not um, get the better of her in this case. So there you go. Uh, Twenty thirty eight wedding, I'm thinking. But anyway, congratulations to my better half. Anyway, enough about last week. Let's get into the Team List Wednesday news. Again, we say it every week. Uh, we need some soundbite uh, I'm ideas. I'm still working on that. I'm still working on that. I've you know got what? a few ideas, but uh, yet to put them to, to the fore. So. I forget about it every single week, and then I get to the point where I press the button. I'm like, shit, which button do I push? Yeah, fanfare. We'll go, we'll go with you. <laughs> Anyway, mate, we're going to split it up. The, uh, let's start maybe with the suspension news. One of note here, uh, I guess, well, Dylan Walker, two weeks. Ezra Man, one week. But the big one, Payne Haas, out for a week, mm. took the early guilty plea. So he's missing this round and causing a bit of carnage up in the front row. So we'll speak a little bit about some options later in the pod. But I'm seeing some people trading this guy out. I mean, I thought it was a silly move, but I spoke to you off air about it. You, might, you think there might be some... Uh, pros in the list of trading out Payne Haas? Uh, I, I don't know if pros is the right way to go about it, but I can understand it. Say so with him missing mm. this week, um, then they uh, Magic Round, which is an away game for him next weekend. Um, Melbourne Panthers origin is his run over the next four weeks. So uh, a couple of really tough matchups, which doesn't really hurt Payne Haas, but he'll be missing two of the next, what, four or five games or something like that. Mm. And then he's into the origin period where the Broncos have a buy in round 16 and he's out round, I don't know, whatever the buys are and origin games fall on. So he's going to be missing a fair chunk of football over the next two months. So uh, people possibly capitalizing on his very high price to get another gun in who's going to be playing over those weeks and trying to jump ahead of the, you know, planning for the buys. I think, honestly, just save the trade. You're going to keep him for the long run anyway. So, yeah, might miss a few games here and there. But, geez, he's just top of the props, top of the props, literally. Because he, uh, I mean, he's so far ahead of the pack in that pretty tricky position. I mean, I think it's crazy to be trading him out. Surely you've got cash sitting clogging elsewhere, the Elikatoas and that. If if I was an owner, um, I don't think I'd be making the move. But um, I can see the benefit of it. I'm not going to talk anybody out of it, that's for sure. If you were an owner, who's in your front row? Uh, Max King and Torhu Harris at the moment. Oof. So they've both been plodding along pretty well. Um, Torhu, when he plays, has been very good. But, yeah, as I said, just landed funny on his knee or, or had a teammate land on his knee and he just, mm. he just couldn't get back up, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, he's gone. And it's the same knee that he did earlier in the year, Um when yep. he hurt his MCL. So he missed, I think, three weeks then. If he's re-aggravated it now, 
there's a possibility he sits out for another month, maybe even a little bit longer so they can get it 100% right before the um, back end of the year because the Warriors are playing some good footy and they look like they're heading towards finals. They're going to want him uh, you know, 100% healthy for that charge at the back end. Certainly, they are looking pretty good, which is not something we often say this early on. They usually save the run for origin, but no, Warriors going uh, pretty good outside the tough loss yesterday. All right, let's get into the game by game. The Cows and Sharks kick us off in Sydney or in Cronulla on Thursday night. So a pretty quick turnaround. One day we get, and it's back on deck with the Rugby League. Uh, a couple of things for them. Ruben Cotter named to start at lock, as he was last week, but did get benched for the mighty uh, Jake Granville. Granville. <laughs> dude <laughs> just a... keeps popping up in the forward pack. What can't he do? Oh, mate, honestly, he should just move to the coach's box, but uh, maybe that's down the track. Gojewski, named for his third game in starting second row, but Helam Luki due back next round, which would be a nice addition to uh, our pack. It's been a long time since we've had healthy numbers there, but Gojewski gets his third game. Might also get some time over Origin as well when Nane is out. So Goz, probably not the, you know, A-plus cheapy, but a few keeping their eye on him. And for Cronulla, no changes for them, same 17 that did the job over the doggies. Anything catching your eye there, mate? Uh, no, not really. I just, um, I mean, it's easy to talk about Nico Hines in this Shark 17 every week, but um, hmm. I, I think he's done the same thing. I said in my article, it's the same thing the last two weeks where he's been, you know, very low scoring in the first half and absolutely dominated the game in the second half to put up massive numbers. So um, if you don't have him, you're missing out. You know, you're you may as well... Th- throw in the towel now. Uh, I don't mind Cotter. Um, he's starting to put up some big numbers again um, as, uh, coming back from injury. Even if he came off the bench last week, I think he scored a try, if I'm not mistaken. Or In the first week, he was back, yeah. He was back, yeah. So he had an 80 that week and something like a 70 last week. So he's putting up good numbers again. Um, doing what he did last year is just big work rate at limited minutes. Yeah, I mean, the only thing for me that's holding me off buying him this week is that he's got that origin period coming up. And so the Cowboys play the first two bye weeks, so you'll miss those. And then occasionally, given how high his work rate is, as you said, often a big risk that he would get rested uh, yeah. after those yeah. games as well. So could miss and, a huge chunk of the year. And it was last year, he was phenomenal in game one and hurt himself uh, yep. backing up, something like that. So he ended up missing the rest of the series, twinged a hammy and... Um, missed a fair chunk of NRL time as well. So very risky um, with a guy like Cotter, but, um, you know, there's worse options about. Hmm. I was actually um, annoyed as a, well, not not as a Cowboys fan, I guess, but not not owning Val Holmes has been a bit painful this year. He's finally uh, scored pretty handily, but... He had 105 yeah. against you guys last week, but that, that was that, painful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well, I'm sure it was. But other than that, like he's scoring well in a pretty shit side, which often yeah. as a centre wing is difficult to do. Yeah, so he's had two games under 60 this year, um, both in the 40s. Which, as a centre wing, you're taking that as a flaw. Um, if mm. that's your flaw, you're you're taking a 40s. You're happy with that. He's got goal kicking to bolster his flaw as well, which doesn't hurt. Um, but, we, you know, he just showed on the weekend what he can do when he does go off and when he's involved. And he's just tons are um, very within reach, very easy for Val when he gets a couple of those tacking stats. And um, he, he looked hungry on the weekend, um, firing up for the Origin Series, go Queensland. So um, hopefully he can keep that form going over the next couple of weeks and take it into Maroon Camp. 
Barry yeah, is going to signify to us that we, uh, <laughs> not only that, not only woohoo to the cows and all that, but that we're moving on to, to game two and I'll throw to you. Yeah, so it's uh, my boys versus the Eels. So Ponga's back in the starting uh, 5-8. It's the same 17 as last week, but Ponga named at 5-8 as he was last week before getting um, thrown to the bench for kickoff for the mighty Tyson Gamble. I don't know if that happens again. I think it was possibly just his first game back. They wanted to make sure he was out there um, whilst the sting of the game was, um, you know, gone and he could have some more influence as a fresh man. For the Eels, a little bit of changing. RCG copped that hip drop was on the wrong end of the hip drop tackle um so he's out for six to eight weeks or something like that it wasn't as bad as first thought uh we remove greg comes in at starting prop so that's a little bit interesting he's 230k um low break even dory is still floating around on the bench uh, a bit of a pain in the ass i know um Personally, myself, I was looking at uh, Hayes Dunster last week before he got dropped for Simonson, and Simonson did not last. He's got the HIA, so he'll miss this game. Dunster's name back on the wing with Sean Russell uh, in the centers. And the other big one is Jermaine Hopgood has been named at lock, pushing Cardi to the bench. So there's a little bit of shuffle in the forwards there. Maddo's out on um, an edge this week with Hopgood named at uh, lock. Yeah, non-Hopgood owner anymore, but having traded him out a couple of weeks ago, he still scored um, relatively okay. So if you did have to keep him around for whatever reason, you're kind of happy about that move. Now, healthy body and starting at lock where he can go um, anything, but hard to trust these benchings week to week. Yeah, it seems like it. Cardi goes back all the time and back on and it's all it's all happening. Yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen um, with this rotation. I think when Hopgood goes off, Maddo goes into the middle, and Cardi comes on the edge, uh, how many minutes he's going to get, you're probably looking 30 or so. So that puts a cap on Hopgood's minutes. But as you said, he's knocking out 45s and 50s in a sort of bench role. Uh, As a starter, he can get that offload going early. He can put up some decent numbers. And as we've said, the Eels play on all three of the big um, buy rounds. So he's a good hold if you've held on to him. You're not upset with the output and um, the potential coming up. I actually traded in Hayes Dunster last week and it got to Friday at 7 o'clock or whatever the team list was confirmed and he was out. And I probably had about 13 beers at this point. I'm trying to navigate the updates and undo changes and I just went, oh, screw it, whatever. He'll come in eventually. And then Simo, unfortunately, gets uh, concussed and misses a game. So here's his third game to score 20 or something and yep. move on. But... He has a break. He's been at 36. There's every chance Ooh. he loses money. Jesus. Yeah, desperate times. Desperate, desperate times. Gotta love Big Bad Barry. Nice to have a studio audience member in attendance. Brisbane and the Rabbitohs are yet another Suncorp game. What's a surprise there for the Broncos? Jock Madden comes in for Ezra Mann. And Palacia comes in for Payne Haas. Both only out for one week, so temporary solutions. And for the Bunnies, uh, Jai Arrow and Tavita Totola are the props, with Totola coming back from injuries. Had a bit of a checkered season so far. Got on the field for, I think, five minutes in a couple of games or less. So he desperately needs some luck. Arrow's actually averaging 51. I thought he's looked better than that to the eye, but uh, still just finding his feet before, hopefully for him, getting into origin. And Zavi Mowali still on the bench with Saluka Fafida, the one punted into the extended. So for both of them, I guess, relatively stable sides. Rabideau's really impressive last week against Penrith Broncos. The same against Para. Not sure what to make of this game. I guess a couple of big outs for the Broncos there. Sees them 
in uh, or the outsiders for this game with the betting companies. How do you see it? Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one because um, the Rabbitohs have been so dominant of late, but it's all their backs and outside backs doing the, the damage. They're, mm. they're very um, thin up front. And um, I think with Haas going out, it sort of levels the playing field for, in that regard. But, um, you know, I still think they'll get worked over through the middle. It's just up to Latrell and Cody to steer the side around and, and put on some points through their attacking flair, which is been ridiculous at the moment they just cannot put a foot wrong don't know about you but i'm getting pretty sick of latrell and cody i would like them to <laughs> stop no i say i don't have cody but i'm a latrell owner and i'm i'm far from sick of it it's been fantastic it's been i mean it's incredible to watch sometimes like he's not you know the highest ball runner ever and and doesn't get through the base level output and all that kind of stuff but he doesn't need it three times no. in a row uh like it's just it's been he a just, bit of an unreal run. He, he gets anywhere close to the line and he's all of a sudden a third front rower for the, the bunnies. Mm. He's just running over the big blokes. No one can stop him. He's too strong. He gets to the line. So, um, and, and he's got ridiculous passing on him, setting up um, AJ on the wing um, for tries willy-nilly. He's just phenomenal. He's yep. Honestly, he's uh, Matt Bowen in Georgie Rose's body. <laughs> there you go. To be fair, late career, Matty Bowen had a bit of a um, bit of a George Rose gut on him, but now nah, the absolute great man. There you go, Matty Bowen getting a shout out on the report twenty twenty three. Yeah, looking forward to this one. I think it might just be the game that the Bunnies run, or at least Latrell and Cody don't get tons. I'll um, call that my uh, my bet of the week. I hope they still win, regardless. I yep. uh, hope the Bunnies, but it's all done through Tavita Totola and Darby Mawali. Yes, big sure. through the middle. Stranger things have happened. Let's yeah, say. look. Maybe Cam Murray can feature because he's been an absolute muppet for me this <laughs> last few weeks. But, um... <laughs> absolute muppet. Big, strong words from Lakey. Raiders yeah. and Finns. Your yeah, goal. not much happening with the Raiders. Um, they're fresh off the bye. So Jordan Rapana's had time to recover from that massive head knock. He's back in on the wing, replacing Nick Chotrick, who managed a sin bin and pinged hammy in the one play uh the last game out so you know just the one change for them but xavier savage is on the extended bench so there could be a little bit of a shuffle he got through resis pretty well last week i heard um and so it won't be too far before he's back in the nrl for the dolphins uh kenny bromwich comes back in from his suspension but goes into the prop rotation pushing sasa into the bench so lemuelu um is still out on the edge you know that was a big concern for many lemuelu uh, managers but um he survives he's done enough to keep a starting second rower job uh, and the other major, I guess, inclusion, if you can call it that, is Anthony Milford hmm. on the extended bench as he tries to come back from, I think it's a hammy injury. Um, hmm. I, I just wonder if he's not 100%, so they've put him in the extendeds just to fill the numbers. But, yeah, Katoa and Nico are still the halves for now. Yeah, I guess Wilfred's just still waiting uh, anxiously for <laughs> the big oh, milk to return. He's just celebrating that he's back in Queensland and can get it there, Anthony. To his house again. Would love to see him at Magic Round. How good would it be if uh, Wilf can watch the big MILF in action? Not that far away uh, next weekend. Whew, big one. Yeah, it's an interesting game here. Obviously, the big news is the uh, Jack fight and stuff. He's yeah. in the, well, the Raiders are in the news for the wrong reasons, but yeah, he's moving on. So I'm interested to see just 
what this does and in terms of their morale as a team and, and all of that. So it could be a um, good chance for the Finns to get yeah, one. And not to mention the Finns came back from 26-0 down to win by two points on the weekend against the Titans. So they'll be flying high coming into this game. Messaged uh, the group chat who I go to the Finns games with. I wasn't there, unfortunately, Sunday, but I messaged and said Finns down at about 26 uh, nil, and they proceeded to go and win the game. So I would like to uh, yeah, <clears throat> offer yeah. my services to anyone that would like their team spoken down. doesn't work for the Cowboys because they do yeah. it every week. Do it for the Knights a few more times, especially against the Cowboys. We could use a few more wins. <laughs> never, never using this for bad. But no, the uh, yep, Dolphins. It was an incredible win. Sadly for them, though, and or for me and Supercoach, that the big hammer gets thirty or whatever, yeah, and it just wasn't featured. Yeah, it was no, a strange old game. Well, they did throw the ball to Rob Jennings, who fell. I mean, I don't even know how to describe oh, it. We've all seen it. That was <laughs> ridiculous. I I thought he was hurt. To be honest with you. And just laid there. Yeah, classic brain bizarre. parts. And he didn't in front of, you know, 40,000 people and you know, a million watching at home. It was just a classic. But cost uh, 12 points would have been handy into the Hammers score. But anyhow, not to be. I guess the only other thing worth mentioning, we'll speak about him a little bit later, is Rob Jennings on the bubble here, negative 20 break even. But you got Tessie New coming back next week per the uh, casualty report on NRL.com. And you got mighty Queensland hero Edric Lee in extended. Yep. So yep. spot is probably far from sewn uh, up. I wouldn't be taking the risk on Rob Jennings. Uh, Tessie New has been spoken about as being a possible inclusion for the last two weeks. So he's very, very mm. close to coming back into this side and he'll take up that left um, wing role on his return. Okay, gotta love Big Baz. Love the uh, love the ferocity of those woohoos. But there you go, Manly and Titans. Uh, very tricky game, I think. A lot of people are relying on some uh, big name Sea Eagles. One of them's out though. Josh Schuster has not had a very good yeah. year. Nor for super coaches who, like myself, have owned him since round one. He's barely gotten through three games. Has not made any money because he scored twenty last week, and now he's out with a quad injury. So just can't get any luck. I know some people speaking about him maybe just goes back to the second row where it used to work, but 5-8 just not clicking for him so far. He's a, a painful one. Cooper Johns is his replacement. Turbo has been named, but obviously in severe doubt. He barely made it, or he didn't make it through last week, the groin issue, and we know they linger. These groin things don't tend to go away pretty quickly, so Turbo not in a good nick at the moment, but if he's named, it's a home game against the Titans, so... We've seen what he does before in these matchups. So if he's named and plays on game day, I'd be backing him because Just, obviously oh, they're not going to. You said <laughs> we've seen what he does. Two years ago, he had a 116 and a 208 against the Titans. Just ridiculous numbers. But yeah, I know like we, we've, he's had a huge history of injuries, mostly hammies, but I don't know if they risk him if he's not 100%. He's going to be given up until captain's run to be proven healthy, so hopefully he gets through okay. Yeah, I mean, he's leaving me in the lurch here if he does miss the game because I, I think I've got to keep him around because I don't have the money for Latrell, but if he's not named, I have to play someone like um, Alamotti or even Ugh. Sean Kepi or one of these guys. So it's a, it's pretty slim picking, so fingers crossed that Turbo's groin uh, heals up. I won't offer any assistance, but I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who would. 
Uh, Although- Ruben Garrick. <laughs> Ruben Garrick into the centres with Tui Pilotto back onto the wing. I think it's probably a temporary move because you've got Kula and Parker due back in 10 and 12, respectively. So I wouldn't put too much weight into that move. And Garrick owners anyway, like he's going to play fullback at some stage this year where he always scores well. So yeah, uh, we'll talk- say it's just over the origin period. Turbo should be in the New South Wales mm. team if he's not injured. Uh, either way, Garrick will be about the fullback there. But this was a move that was floated in the preseason. I think Garrick played a little bit of preseason games in the centers and it was a possibility of happening there, which I can't say I'm a fan of. Um, you know, he's been so good scoring tries out on the wing with, you know, great moves and shifts and turbo setting him up. But um, if he comes into the centers, work rate will go up, but attacking stats likely to go down, you would think. Yeah, just think historically, some of those manly centers, uh, you got some of Steve Maddow in the olden days and Steve Bell, all these players, they're not hugely um, known for their attacking prowess. So you just wonder, do they get blunted being moved there or Brad Parker, even Cooler himself? Like, it seems to be a bit of a graveyard for Supercoach scoring. So uh, who knows? It might be a tough couple of weeks if you can't get going, but... A match against the Titans here should be just the tonic he needs. Speaking of, for the Titans, nothing much doing. They've shoveled some deck chairs on the bench, but uh, in terms of super coach, the same old, same old. Uh, anything else for this game, mate? Nah, man, I just hate watching Dave Fafita play when he's not in my side. He is having an absolutely huge year. It is quite frustrating, actually. He's not gone massively so far, no. so I've been able to like avoid having to uh, desperately bring him, bring him in, but it's just it's close. It's building. He's just scoring 80s for fun. But that's it. He's scoring 70s and 80s, and I don't think he's scored a try yet, has he? He's just... I don't think so. He's set a few up. running hard and and just, you know... No, he hasn't scored a try yet. So we know any given week he can get over for two or three. He'll go bananas as soon as he does. When's he playing the Cowboys again? (laughs) (laughs) Pulled him down. Panthers and Tigers, mate. Another, uh, yeah, the Tigers, poor guys, are at $10. This is a tough, uh, tough matchup looming. Oh, I might throw a sneaky five bucks on the they nearly um, got there last Tigers week, at the line. Mm. So, yeah, no, big one for the Panthers is Isaac Tongo is uh, hurt his peck. It's not a full tear. He's not out for the year, but he's going to be missing the next six or seven weeks. So Tyrone Peachy gets a start at center. I know um, Taruva owners have been absolutely spitting on Isaac Tongo's name each week because he doesn't pass left. So maybe Peachy does a little bit more of that, but I'd, I'd Honestly, don't think he's much of a passing centre himself. Hmm. Um, Hoskins, Sorensen are both in the second row. Martin's still out, but Garner's in the 18. I'm starting to get worried that he's going to come in because we saw last week um, Hosking was pulled at some stage through the Rabbitohs game right in the middle of it, and I thought that was possibly the end of him. So I don't think it's long before Garner comes in and upsets the apple cart there. Uh, I mentioned Taru before he rolled his ankle late last week, Managed, uh, didn't manage to play at the game, but has been named for this one. Just could be a late out. Keep an eye on that one. And um, for the Tigers, Nofo is back. And Stains, Stains got a perforated abdomen or something like that. Oof. Like he's a, a very severe injury. So he's going to be out for eight to 10 weeks. Um, had to have surgery on that and fix that up. But um, otherwise, not much changes. Dream Buller um, keeps the fullback spot. And I thought he was pretty good there. Um, it was a tough old game, playing manly in torrential rain. Um, but I thought he did pretty well. For a, a debutant, yep. The Tigers have a lot more issues than, than, uh, than him back at fullback. So nice to see in a bad season. Sometimes it's nice to just blood some of these guys and get um, experience in the legs. It's not easy for them to yeah. come into pretty 
terrible match. May as well look to the future. They're not doing anything this year. Start getting a young guys some experience. Um, They're going to cop some floggings along the way, but they'll be better for it in the long run. Mm. Yeah, other than that, I just, yeah, nothing at all about the Tigers um, warrants inclusion in your side. I think they're, they're just ones to uh, forget about. Be nice to see Nofo come and play like he used to back in the day, but geez, where's your confidence at if you can't even crack uh, this Tigers side outside of all these injuries? So, anyway, <laughs> I expect uh, Nathan Cleary captain will be a pretty popular one here, but yeah, not sure what. Uh, I think this one's being played not in Penrith. I'll get it up. In a oh, yeah. minute, Lil. Um, <clears throat> thank you. And yeah, it's it's going to be one of those <laughs> another just easy. Yeah. It's in I think Bathurst. Captain's call to make. There you go. Home away from home in Bathurst. So they still do pretty well there. But yeah, it's it's not the fortress that uh, Penrith is. I must say as well as a Taruva owner, I actually quite like to the eye test. He hasn't quite kicked on just yet, but all the runs he does and all that. Oh. He was headed for a decent score last week before. He gets through a lot of work. Um, God help him. Like he, he comes in and puts his hand up for run when they're in trouble in the back half. And um, he's always willing to to do the hard work. Um, he just doesn't get any attacking ball, unfortunately. So hopefully he can get a bit more of that with Peachy there. Alrighty, mate. We're on to the Sunday afternoon games. Warriors and Roosters, they're both backing up from Anzac Day outings. Warriors, bit of a bit part side this week. No Nickel Clookstar. He's out for two weeks uh, with concussions. Unfortunately, won't be back in time for that second week per NRL physio. He's suffered a concussion earlier in the year, so that rules him out. And Tohu and Jazz Tavanga both out as well for unknown durations. So a bit of a tough one. Uh, CNK and Tohu especially are the popular super coach plays. So, yeah, they'll, uh, absences will definitely hurt. Bunty Ofoa joins Fanua Blake in the starting prop rotation. So Ofoa, we know Anton, we've shouted him out a couple of times tonight, but he is a big fan. Not sure what that does in terms of super coach value. We'd like to see how Ofoa goes in extra minutes, but... AFB, on the other hand, is scoring tries for fun the last couple of weeks. So whenever a forward does that, a prop, it gets people excited in Supercoach land. Tough to see him uh, continue that stretch on. Do you back him in for a third game in a row here? Uh, No, it's hard to see the prop done over three (laughs) weeks in a row, Um, especially against the Roosters. They've got good middles now, Um, JWH is playing some outstanding footy. Lindsay Collins is an origin rep. Um, and then, you know, you've got guys, oh, well, the Butchers aren't amazing defensively, but, you know, Crichton as well and and Radley aren't afraid of a, a hit. So it's going to be a tough one for the Warriors, unfortunately, with the, with three of the biggest names in their side out. Um, mm. I, I just don't know if AFB, AFB will be putting his hand up for a lot of work in this one. I do see a lot of work coming from him. I um, just don't know if he gets that attacking stats that he was getting. I think he played almost 70 minutes or thereabouts yeah. last week, so I had to get through a lot of work. And we know he can. I think he's played he 80 huge. games before. He was massive so. for them. He really led from the front, especially when Torhu went down. Like, they were obviously low on troops, so he had to, but um, did not take a backward step. Had to deal with Naz all night, who was mm. a monster, but um, he performed very well. Certainly did. For the Roosters, Sam Walker's still on the extended reserve. So Joey Manu remains at number six. He busted something like 10 tackles, scored a try, uh, all the usual Manu stuff. If he yeah. stays at 5'8". He doesn't like to pass the ball. 
No, a lot of weird hoggy sort of runs, sometimes getting it twice in one set. I don't know if you saw the end of the game, but he picked the ball up out of dummy half and started to go on a run, and four of the roosters were going, give it to Kiri. And (laughs) that's how they ended up with the field goal. I did watch the replay of that just before on NRL 360, one of my favourite viewings. And, uh, yeah, there you go, headless chalk. I don't know if he gets field goal assist points, but probably should. And Crichton, the name you just mentioned, he's back to the bench for the returning Nat Butcher. So got through the, the game successfully last week, which is good to see. I think for Supercoach, might be a little while before he's back in our sides, but hopeful of playing Origin. So it would be good for uh, him to see him back in that capacity. But uh, yeah. yeah, anything else for this game, mate? No, just on Crichton, he seemed a little bit off the pace, um, which is to be expected. He's missed two months of football, so he was in shape but not game shape, uh, really. But yeah. Um, He's still damaging, still had a few good runs. I I just think it's going to take him a little while to get back up to full speed. Into the last game here, and it's a very uh, uh, yeah, it's a cracker <laughs> to end the round. That was, <laughs> thanks Dragons for for me. Um, yeah, Maxi Fini comes onto the wing as uh, joins his twin brother, who's on the other wing. But um, Tata Mogu scored three for the Dragons in that almost upset. Um, Hurt his shoulder, I believe. So mm. he's out for a little while. Um, hopefully, it's not too bad because we know the injury history with him. They were talking about it during the broadcast. He's played 85 games in 12 seasons or something like that. Jesus. It's absolutely horrific what he's had to go through. And a true credit to his mindset that he can get himself back out there each and every year for um, keep having a go. So hopefully, this latest setback isn't too serious for him. Um, for the doggies, Kyle Flanagan has been made a scapegoat in my book. He's been dropped um, because of the doggies' recent form. They've lost three in a row, and Flanagan's been dropped out of the side for Josh Reynolds. He comes back in, the uh, cult hero down at um, Belmore. Um, but, yeah, young, I want to say Alapu. Alawapu, I think. Alawapu. Uh, he's in the extended. So there is... He was close to playing last week, apparently, and um, there is rumours that he's going to come on for his debut on the bench at some stage, so this could be the week. I think some people on your article talking about how Josh Reynolds probably can't play 80 minutes anymore, so maybe we'll have to get some coverage on the bench, which is currently just all forwards. So you'd like to see them name him in the side and all that for the fanfare and you know for his family and all that kind of thing, but you just never know. So it could be yeah, right, interesting. Yeah. Gay plan, one to keep an eye on for Supercoach. Alrighty, it's, uh, as you said, a cracker to finish off. We're going to take a quick break, come back with some buy, sell, hold chat. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. The smooth guitar to take us into the final run on the SC Report here. Lakey, we'll start with some cells, some holes, and then we'll go into the buys because that's obviously the critical part this week, trying to nail uh, the right ins and right outs for your super coach side. So start, I put some cells together. This is just all from the article that I put up on the site earlier today. So I'd rattle some, some of them off. Feel free to add in or object where you don't agree. But cells for this week, I think some pretty easy decisions can be made. So Eli Katoa, your guy at the top of the list here, 546k. He's out for at least two weeks uh, through concussion protocols. Storm also don't... Um, well, I th- don't think they play the first bye week either. So it's one of those easy calls to make at that sort of price tag. It's unfortunate because I thought he's been quite damaging, quietened a little bit recently, but uh, I think time is probably right now to move on. Yeah, yeah, I think I will be. Unfortunately, with that injury, he's got uh, 27 points in his, or 20 points in his rolling average. So he's having a high break even. So all profits have been made for the time being. Um, Obviously, on the buy this week, has the uh, plays at Magic Round. I think it's bang on 11 days. Um, so I wasn't mm. 100% sure. I said in the article he might be right. Physio saying he's going to be out for those two games. So um, that really hurts. And then, as you said, he's got the buy in round 13, his second buy. So misses four of the next five weeks, um, providing mm. he's okay there's no lingering concussion injury in uh, issues which keep him out a little bit longer so i'm i'm looking at selling him myself um but yeah i, I mean he he has he's looked very good um and i thought he was going to be in for a massive game up against his old club this week but not to be no unfortunately unfortunate one uh speaking of his club another on the sell list torhu harris so unfortunate knee injury recurrence or re-aggravation as you said of the one he suffered earlier in the year not sure how severe it is just yet but i think a lot of cash a uh, bit of un- like he's got strapping going on everywhere so he didn't yep. look 100 percent either so uh done a really good service if you've had him in uh when he has been healthy but i think injuries are just starting to creep up so now's a good time to move away you Agree with that? Yes and no. Um, he's been a bit slow since coming back. I mean, he got hurt in round four for a low score, came back with a 63 and 62 minutes um, after playing 80s to start the year and then, you know, had a, a 36 on the weekend, getting hurt just before half time as well. So um, good when he's out there playing really well and getting some good stats, but um, just needs to get his knee right. As you said, once if he's healthy, if he comes back in short time, um, he'll be playing, you know, misses round 12, but plays um, the big first big buy round in the next couple of weeks after that. So um, I, I, I'm up in the air with Torhu personally. Um, I think you could sell him and it's something I have looked at, but uh, again, I'm not against holding him in, if he's got a short turnaround, if that knee's not as bad as first thought. I guess at nine, he's going to miss round nine. He'll miss round 12. I think it's a lot of cash to have buried in a guy with decently high break even, and we're not sure where he's going to land. So absolutely, if you've got other options and your front yeah. row is pretty healthy, which I doubt it is, but if it is, you might as well keep him around just in case something might happen. 
uh, and he'll be back on the park next week because I agree when he's on and he's healthy, he's uh, yeah almost top shelf in terms of front row and a guy that I would love, have loved healthy to pair him up with Payne Haas. But I think a bit of an injury risk. I can, yeah, I'm kind of with you in terms of you don't have to move him on. Yeah. Don't, but yeah, I think it's an easy call to make if you're short of numbers this week and, and need some cash freed up. Uh, in the same sort of vein, Chan's Nickel Klukstar, he's out for a couple of weeks. We know that. And then he'll, so he'll miss round nine, round 10 and round 12. So a lot of time out coming up he's a guy that i think looks uh, a genuine keeper at times so he scored yeah, he's I think, been three, three 70s and a 92 in his seven games uh all of those away from mount smart so he's not just a home track bully but he gets involved he takes a run every set uh he's feeding the last pass a lot so getting those attacking stats and i think just looking passing the eye test pretty handsomely i really like what he's doing but in terms of sells this week, he's an easy one just because he's missing so much time. But a guy I can genuinely see getting back in down the line. Yeah, yeah, I'm 100% with you. I think he's had a phenomenal season. Um, he got HIA'd in round two, uh, so only played 50 minutes there, which has brought his average well down uh, against the Roosters then and then hurt on the weekend. And he was, he was on track for a massive score, 77 points in 55 minutes or something hmm. like that. So... Um, you know, Melbourne aren't the team they used to be and, and he was really taking it to them. It's a shame he got hurt and has to miss the next couple of weeks because he was looking, as you said, as a genuine keeper. Yep, certainly was. Uh, a man who's probably not in that uh, mould, but Alfiana Khan Pereira, AKP, he is out of my side. Well, he was last week and I think a fair few this round as well. 452k you're going to get for him. Break even of 52. He's thrown up some pretty awful scores in amongst some decent ones, but I think uh, in terms of getting your centre wing right, we kind of need to move on from these rocks and diamonds kind of players and start getting him in some serious cash gen or just out-and-out premium guns. So for me, on the chopping block last week, should be the same for anyone that still owns him. Yeah, twenty. I think what Titans were 26-0 and he was on... 10 points at halftime. Yep. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, finished it's, uh, on 20 yeah, one of those. after the team scored mm. 26. So they just weren't going to his side for whatever reason, or if they were, I think um, Fafita was taking a lot of the runs, which has sort of been back and forth with him. Fafita does love to throw that cutout ball, which has really helped Camperera a couple of times, and he's had some decent scores. He'll get across for a double or triple at some stage and bang out another ton and start um, making some more cash, but... Uh, it was the first week this week where he lost money. Uh, and, yeah, it's – it's. we said it last week. His 16 that he had against the Dragons was going to come out of his rolling average so he could possibly look at jump-starting the, um, the money-making again. But the 21 that he just had seems to be right in his wheelhouse. He had a five to start the year. He's uh, – He's the definition of a roller coaster. He's either going to go massive or just give you absolutely nothing. And I think he's made his money. It's time to move on. Agreed. Uh, one other name that I want to add to this list, not for round nine, but I'm thinking round 10 if he can't kick on against my boys this week, and that's Teague Wilton. He's scoring 60s a lot. He did have his, uh, I think, lowest score last week with a 40-odd. But I've just been looking at that side. Nikora is the one that we should have been on. Mm-hmm. And Wilton's been doing a job. But one of those guys, he's not quite at that top level in terms of second row. But he's probably priced a little bit too high at the moment for some of those scores. So if he can't score well against the Cowboys this week, despite his pretty good run, I'm going to have him on the chopping block um, anyone else I haven't named or that you're thinking of selling? Uh, 
Um, well, as I said, uh, I mean, no. Harry Grant has been thrown up as a potential sell by a few people um, with the buy this week and then Origin coming up. and But we just showed what he can do um, last weekend at any given stage. He banged out a ton for the first time in a few weeks. So I'm be worthwhile holding him. Um, Brian Toto is one I've been looking at. He's yep. got big games in him, but he's also his his floor now is much lower than we've seen in the last few years. He's not quite getting the ball that he's used to when he was playing on the left wing. So out on the right, he's he's not as dominant as he once was. So I wouldn't be against moving him on to a safer player, someone in the Garrick or Manu Ilk, if you can make that move. But um, yeah, he's um, got Origin coming up as well. So he's going to be missing a fair few games and he's just not been scoring what we want him to. No, if he wasn't playing the Tigers this week and I still owned him, I fortunately turfed him for your boy uh, Maju a few weeks ago and that's gone uh, pretty well. But yeah, Toto just is a frustrating one to own because we know what he can do, as you said, but he's just not yep. on the right side of the field uh, or the left side where he needs well, to be. I mean, so- everything, everything says he should be scoring big. He's playing on the side with uh, Nathan Cleary, who's the dominant ball player in that side. Um, with Stephen Crichton just had three tries and 150 points on the mm. weekend. It just wasn't big getting hog. out one more <laughs> to Toto. Um, so, you know, the scores are there, the potential's there, but again, Crichton doesn't love to pass the ball. He'll be better off for it when Crichton goes to the dogs next year. It's good to segue into the holds, mate, and there's, a, there's three manly players I've got in the article this week uh, for holds. Ruben Garrick, top of the list there, and Josh Schuster, I guess, and Tommy Turbo, but uh, Garrick for me, uh, really premium gun, centre wing, had a bit of a down week, and I was thinking there might be some rage trades. There looked to be a handful for him, and some talk about that move to the centre that we've already spoken about, but... I think ignore the break-even. He's a guy that you're going to want in your side throughout that origin run and beyond. I think we've seen how good he's been consistently for a couple of years now. So Garrick, uh, decent price, but a guy, ignore the break-even, just keep him in for the duration. Disagree? Agree? I don't disagree at all. Um, I moved heaven and earth last week to get him in for that Tigers matchup. I thought he was going to be huge, but um, wasn't to be. And... um, but he's a gun. He's going to be a top four center wing for the year. If you've got him, just hold on to him. It's not worth, um, you know, ripping your side apart to get rid of him when every chance you're just going to want him back. And he's playing left center um, this week. You and Aiken just had a 99 at left center against the Titans last week. Um, and the left centers score pretty well against the Titans. Um on a week-to-week basis, just looking that up, they, you know, left centers are going at 64 points a game against mm. the Titans this year. So there's been a couple of decent scores, the 99 being the top of them. But it, he's, yeah, every chance of, we said it last week, he had a high break even, he's still got a high break even, but he could hit that. With, you know, he can go massive on his day. So there's a chance he could get that. Good, should be an excruciating watch for me as a non-owner. Looking forward to it. Uh, Josh Schuster, I did mention as well, not in the same vein because he's making no money at all, but that's the whole reason I've got him as a hold. He's 270K and going nowhere, but you're making no value moving away from him. And no, yeah, for whatever, is- for right or wrong, he's, he's a he's guy you can use for the VC loophole when he's not yeah. playing, which is quite and, a lot. But the other thing is there's no one really to trade him down to. Yep. If you're going to trade him... 
it would have to be up. There's no one in, let's say, the 500 to rookie priced range that you really want to make that move for. Um, you're going to be have to spend a lot of money to go up to someone and you're not going to make much money going down to someone. So as you said, it's worthwhile just holding just for the sake of it. There's, you can flip him back and forth between 5.8 if you need the flexibility. Um, it's not worth getting rid of him just because he's a dud. And Tommy Turbo, he, he is named, as we said. If he's not named, I'll probably move him to the cells, in all honesty. I think uh, if he's not named, there's obviously the, the side is not confident in his ability to push through the games and, and all of that. So given he's had a bit, a bit of a down couple of weeks here and suffered a groin injury, we know they linger. Uh, for me, he's a hold for now just purely because he's named. And if he gets on the field against the Titans, could go anywhere. But for, for mine, if he's in the scratchings later in the week follow adam styles for that info but if he's out i'd almost be moving him on and using a boost to do it if uh that it's early enough in the week that you can make a move to say a will kennedy so it would need to be a tomorrow for him but uh any other valuable kind of fullback so yeah if not this week uh, and must trade next week if he's not named either so yeah, turbo is an asterisk it's very much an asterisk. You want him playing this week. This is a matchup we want him for. As I mentioned, a 116 and a 208, his last two games against the Titans. Next week, Broncos at Magic Round. Week after that, Sharks back at Four Pines. So very tough matchups coming up. And then shortly after that, Origin. So it could be anything. Um, the Origin game one in round 13, and then the Manly have to buy in round 14. So he could be missing a fair chunk of games. In the very near future, uh, coupled with some very tough matchups. So, I mean, if he's not playing this week, I'll probably look at moving him on as well. Um, I'm not sure who to, but it's something to entertain. And then finally on the list here for me in terms of holds, the Hammer. He's 600k exactly. He has a break-even of 105. A lot of people moving him on, but I think the reason I've got him here this round is because it's such a tough week to fill. So if you move him on, you're every likelihood of having to chuck in someone like a Croker or a Dunster or whatever to fill numbers and even rely on a, a Taruva to be healthy and that kind of thing. But a healthy number who will probably lose some cash, all things considered, this round. But I think... Hammer is a guy I'm happy to keep around for at least another week and hope that he can towel up the old Raiders in Wagga Wagga. So for me, he's a a hold on that basis. But if you've got no other avenues to get some of these premiums we're about to speak of, I can see the move and justify it. But for me, he's too uh, crucial a number this week in my 17. Um, Yeah. I think if you've got him with Turbo, it's a good hold because if Turbo's out and you want to move him on, you can bring Hammer down to your um, second fullback spot for the week just to give mm. you a bit more flexibility, some more players to look at. But the, the numbers against the Raiders, you mentioned you've got big break even. Um, fullbacks against the Raiders this year, 59, 79, 55, 103, 57, 86, 85. So the, the Raiders have been not great. We know that. Even when they beat the Broncos in a very um, big upset. Um, Reese Walsh still put on an 80-plus score on them. So Hammer could, you know, he'll, he'll be up for this one. He'll be looking for a few more attacking stats. He hasn't scored a try in almost two weeks now. So um, he could be bounce back for a big one. Hmm. 
I'm looking forward to it. I mean, uh, yeah, it's one of those things he, he could bang out a 30 and really frustrate me, but, you know, I'm going to take the punt and hope that uh, just like when everyone was trading him out against the Cows a couple of weeks ago, he can turn it on and score, you know, a couple of tries out of nowhere. Um, any holes? Just that thought, we have- I Sorry, on that to say to, to go the other way, play devil's advocate on, on Hammer, it's 35K up to a Ruben Garrick. It's, it's not much money to go up to the premium level guys. So... If you don't have any other spot fires, if you don't have the Torhus or, you know, Eli's or whatever, or you're going to hold Eli through his buy, then, yeah, I'd be looking at trading him up to an out-and-out gun, someone you know who's going to be a top four guy at the end of the year. Um, but as we said, it's it's a big asterisk with Turbo and Hammer could come in handy. Any other holds uh, haven't spoken about, mate? Um, n- no, not really. Um, Hosking for now. Um, yep. you've got to wait and see with what's going on with, um, what's his name? Garner. Um, and as I said, I'm holding Harry Grant. I know a lot of people are trading him out because of what's, um, coming up, but he's averaging 75 on the year. And I think he's a good 10 points per game ahead of second place in the hooking options. Um, so even if he does miss a couple of games, then he's still going to be the top scoring hooker for the year. Yeah, man, that's that's my basis for keeping Payne Haas around as well. Is that yeah, it might be a useful one for a week or so, but beyond that, and, and Origin and all that, beyond that, you're just burning trades to get them back in down the line, and they can always go on tears in very quick bases, and all of a sudden they get very expensive and tricky to bring back in. So, with you there, definitely on Harry Grant. All right, the fun part of the pod, mate, the buys, and obviously uh, a ton of options so far this week. I'm going to start with my number one buy for this week, and if I had the money, I'd do it, but I don't. But Britain Nicola, and sorry, we should always preface, we say to do a lot of things on this podcast, don't actually do them ourselves, whether it's through uh, inability to do so, but inevitably, anything we say to do that we don't do ourselves goes pretty well. So anyone... Out there on the fence, Britton Nikra is my guy. If you could afford him, 746k. Second row only, break even of 53. He's been very much a quiet achiever so far this season. He's got a 4% ownership, which I find um, criminally low, but getting there. Uh, it's surprising for a guy who's been so good so consistently. And he's coming up against the Cows side who uh, like giving up a lot of points. Uh, it's fair to say so far in 2023. So it could be a bit of a bloodbath out there at home for the Sharkies tomorrow. And I, for one, think it could go pretty well for Nikola and his 4% ownership. So for me, in terms of second row, getting some quality up there, he'd be my number one target for the round. Um, any thoughts on Nikola? Um, only that is say he, he's sort of been floating around. I, I didn't want to bring it up, but I'm going to. Mm. Um I I did hear on the podcast early on in the season you making a I want to say jug bet with Alex about who's going to be the better scorer between him and Teague Wilton and you went mm. Wilton because you're an owner that has backfired <laughs> on you. There you but, go. <laughs> Don't anything I put a bet on go the opposite basically. Yeah, and Nico has been incredible, and especially since Nico's come back, he's playing on that right edge with. Hines and just getting fed quality ball. Guys are looking to stop Nico Hines and forgetting about Britton Nicora. So um, he's been phenomenal this year. Two scores, uh, 46 and 54 are his lowest on the year. Um, the next lowest is 81 that he had. 
in round three. So um, just constantly pumping out 80 pluses with a couple of 90s in there. Playing huge, absolutely huge. Um, hmm. Looking very much like he's going to be a top five second row at the back end of the year if he can keep this up. Look, would be very surprised should he go under 80 tomorrow, surprised, um, but not unhappy if as a non-owner and Cows fan that was to play out. But I just see a lot of quality attack going down his general area. So, Nicolo, my guy for this round, who'd be your number one buy, mate? My number one buy, I've gone left field with a guy I'm looking at, and that's uh, Josh Curran. He Ooh. hasn't had a big year at all. Um, obviously not even featuring in the 17 at times and largely playing off the bench, but um, gets a start at lock this week. His two games previously where he's played big minutes, he played 80 minutes against the Knights for a 62 and he played 73 minutes against your boys, the Cows, uh, for a 75. So he can go big. He's got a big work rate. He's got some attacking stats in him. Um you know, just look at the Sharks game earlier this year. He only played 18 minutes and scored 46 points. So can get it done on his day. If Torhu and Jazz are out for any length of time, um, very seriously looking at Josh Curran. It's an interesting one. I'm surprised he had a 17, but I guess coming off the bench last week, which is going to sting his uh, break even for a couple of weeks. But I think, yeah, you, now that you brought him up, a uh, one of those genuine players throughout Origin. But it's just been weird how they've uh, treated him at times throughout the season. So he's been in New South Wales Cup. He's been playing terrible minutes off the bench. Those occasional starting matchups are good, but it seems to be that he's just fallen down the pecking order. So I'm not sure on a healthy, in a healthy side, just no, where he sits, which would be this. It's very dependent on what the injury mm. um, assessments are for those two guys I mentioned because um, they're, starting players and if they're around then Josh Curran is not in the side or he's on the bench um, hmm. but yeah if they're, if they're out like Jazz has an Achilles injury Achilles and calf so that could stick around for a long time um, if it's bad enough and um, Torhu as I mentioned earlier same knee that he hurt earlier and he missed two or three weeks if this keeps him out for the next month or so plus the Warriors two buys coming up then Josh Curran um, could be huge across that period as Stasi would say get him in for draft absolutely froths draft there you go uh, front row let's talk about that because Payne Haas obviously is the big out in Torhu if you own him but a lot of uh, yeah ground to be made up in that position. If you were to buy one front rower this round, who would it be? I'm uh, really liking the look of Tino for the Titans. Mm. He's been big without going massive. I think he's building something. Problem is that origin period. So yep. that probably Great. keeps me off buying him. Um, but uh, someone like a um, Tarpany, Joe Tarpany, I think is is starting to build. He's always um, been good at the back end of the year and, again, doesn't play Origin, so he'll be massive. I think he, he's just been underperforming. At the- it's, it's a strange underperforming too because Papa Lee's been out for so long during the year and normally when he's out during Origin, Tapane steps up and, and goes quite large. But Sticky's been playing him for like 50 minutes in a pretty inexperienced pack, so I'm not sure what to make of it. He's not throwing offloads. I think he's thrown something like three or four so far this year, broken maybe 10 tackles. That's just not Tarpano yep. from last year. He averaged 66 yeah. and he's only gone one game so far this year above that. It's a strange yep. old time. 
Yeah, and say as you, but as you said, his his points per minute on the season is mm. over one point two, um, and we're talking about him like he's having a down year. So even playing fifty minutes a game, he's averaging sixty plus. Um, if he does get some attacking stats, if he does get that offload going, breaks some tackles, he's going back up to seventy points a game, and um, I think he's yep. going to be the top scoring front rower between here and the end of the origin period. It's a big call because there's one name high on the trading list this week, and that's because he's probably got a break even of about, I think it's one or 10 or something like that. There's a one in it. But uh, Adam Fanua Blake, the guy that uh, has scored a couple of tries over the last two weeks, and obviously as they do, front rowers score very well when they do that. Um, It's almost the, it's not one of those things, but sometimes you look at super coach options and you want to buy the dip. So you want to buy players on the down, downhill, sort of on the trough before they hit their peak. And it, conversely, you're probably buying AFB at his peak here. But I think there is also a little bit to love, given, as we've said, the injuries into that Warriors pack. So for Noah Blake, yes, he's not going to score 100 every week. But uh, in terms of where he stack, stacks up against a Tarpanay and against a um, Tino, where do you think he sits long term? Uh, long term, I've got him below those guys. I think when the pack is stacked, like he, he's been playing 50 minutes a game, similar to what Tarpane has. And before this week, he was averaging 55 or something like that. So as we said, like Tarpane's had having a down year um, and is still averaging the same as what Fanua Blake's had, even with his couple of massive games at, at the last couple of weeks. Um, so I just think he's... He's a premier prop. There's no doubt about it. He's got that mongrel in him. He wants to get involved in everything. But the Warriors being what they are at the moment, you know, Torhus and Jazzes and, you know, Jackson Ford on the edge, they're all featuring heavily. I just don't think Fanua Blake is needed to play big minutes and get through a massive workload. Um, hmm. So, you know, I'm. It, you're right. He's absolutely at his peak. His 102 on the weekend put him up. Uh, fifty-five grand on his starting price, or something like that. He he had started to leak cash, um, being from where he was at the start of the season. So it, it seems like he's overpriced at the moment. The five fifty k that he started with at the start of the year is probably what he's uh, a fair value for him. Hmm. Agreed. Uh, all right, I'm going to turn attention to the fullback spot uh, just quickly here, and this is on the proviso that. If I was to know that Turbo would be out, this is a guy that I would 100% turn to, and that's Will Kennedy, 676K, break-even of 59, coming up against the Cows. We leak the most points to fullbacks across the whole competition, so in pretty good company there, old Will Kennedy. He's one of those guys I think every single season goes on a run. You just have to time it right, and normally it's around that origin kind of period when he picks up a little bit of the slack, but... I think he's uh, one of those guys who's never far away from an attacking stat, scores a lot of tries in bunches, helps set them up as well. I guess the only thing that holds me back a little bit from him, and uh, this happens, I guess, uh, throughout the year with him, is he can kind of dip a little bit. Nico does all the work. Matty Moylan even occasionally can steal it all as well. And the, the Sharkies have just got so many weapons in that attacking arsenal that he can occasionally be left out. But for me, he's one of those guys, sub 700K, uh, Latrell, probably not a easily affordable option if you're moving turbo on at nearly 350-odd K, I think, 
cheaper. But uh, yeah, Kennedy for mine would be an absolute play this week and beyond if you knew 100% the turbo was out. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. So I'll live to see Kennedy another day. But uh, in terms of fullbacks, if you're looking at a turbo alternative, who would you go? Uh, I don't mind Dylan Edwards. He's just quiet where he goes about things. He's averaging 76 on the year, largely because of the game he had, uh, the four-try game he had. I can't remember who it was against, but put up a 150 score there. Um, But he's hard done by in that the fullbacks for New South Wales are, you know, one Teddy, two Turbo, three Latrell. Um, and they're all going to play. They're going to play in the centres. But Kennedy, uh, sorry, Dylan Edwards just isn't going to get a look in despite being a fantastic fullback. Um, he's a little bit um, unlucky in that regard. It's, it's a bit like the Nathan or Jake Friend era when Cam Smith was playing hooker for Queensland. Just mm. good enough, but not you know, better players ahead of him. So he's at only 5% owned as well and averaging 75 points a game. Um, I really like him. I think he'll step up with the major playmakers out across the, the origin period. Yeah, no, he's one of those guys I think like Kennedy. Um, it's just not at that top uh, out-and-out premium level in that position. And it's so unfortunate because there's only two options in Supercoach, and there's the big three. So uh, the likes of Turbo, Teddy, and uh, Latrell that have been doing it for so long. But, yeah, these guys have their place in Supercoach throughout the year, and it might just be uh, over that origin run, as you mentioned. I think Nick Meany as well, not worth uh, discounting. I think he's gone really well in uh, Pappenhausen's absence, obviously misses this round, but then beyond should get a, a handy little uh, uptick in origin as well. I think he's been really handy. Uh, well, and Mel- Melbourne, Melbourne buys are in round 13 and round 19, so that's right in that origin wheelhouse. Mm. And I think Pappenhausen is back running, so I'm not sure how long before he comes back, which is the only thing holding me off of Nick Meany. He's been phenomenal. He's been absolutely destroying oppos- opposition um, this year. Best for Melbourne in my book, um, even better than Munster and, and Harry Grant. So um, if you've got him, absolutely ride him until Pappenhausen comes back. But um, I'm just I'm not sure when that's going to be. Hmm. Now, it'd be good to see Pappy back. I think he's got a long way to fall in terms of super coach value. So uh, not sure how long it'll take to hit full gear, but looking forward to seeing that when it arrives. In terms of some other options here, Tyrell Sloan, talking about top of the list in terms of uh, trade-ins, he's a fairly uh, highly fancy target this round, negative 36 break-even, 464k available at center wing and fullback. He was really good against the Chooks, had a good second half, put on a couple of good scores now in a row, 85 and 90, so that's why his break-even so low. I think for uh, the, the value that you're getting out of him, it's probably a, a reasonable enough decision and the fact that you can flip him uh, as you need in that center wing and fullback spot. Does play the dogs, tigers, cows, and roosters, that side he just put 90 on, and then the fins in round 13. So a lot of decent matchups coming his way. I guess it's that dragons vibe, though. I'm just not sure how to yeah. read them as a as a side. It's hard, isn't it? Because, as I say, with Sloan, he's had a couple of big games, but he's had a couple in the teens as well. So he can go missing. Um, but just on that dogs matchup, in the eight games that they played this year, fullbacks have scored a 97, 77, 146, 75, and 99 on them. Um, they give up plenty of points to fullbacks, so I'm not too worried about Sloan this week. Um, 
potentially your cows if they're playing a bit better like they were last week and a couple of those other upcoming games it could be a bit tough for him but um mm. it, i mean it's it's the dragons i'm not confident having any dragon in my team at the moment no i've seen some people talking about blake Laurie as well i mean i like jack bird i like the look of him as a player he's probably reaching his peak in terms of price and value at 600 and i think it's 20 odd k but the move to the second row hasn't dampened his Super coach output as I thought it would. Kills it at lock, doesn't always do that at second row, but a lot of busts, a lot of just offloads, those hoggy kind of runs that he does. But yeah, if I was to pick a, a dragon, it would be Bird at a pinch and maybe Sloan this week just based on based on value. But yeah, hard to get a good read on them. And then finally, Matt, I've grouped some cheapies together. We know we're short of cash in a lot of areas, but trying to find some players to fill uh, Low-priced low roles has been a little difficult. Rob Jennings, we've spoken about him. He's, uh, I think, almost number one traded-in player this round. I would be yeah. uh, pumping the brakes pretty hard on that, given Edric Lee floating around and Tezzy New. We've spoken about him. We don't think we need to go any further into that. But you're going to get one price rise uh, here and potentially not much after that. So be very, very wary. Jared Croker, 280k, popular one for last week, didn't play, but he's got a break even of four. Uh, I wouldn't say absolutely urgent trade in this week. He will make some cash, you would think, with a four break even, but beyond that, looks like one of those players that'll get 20 points in base and then 20 in goal kicking, and, which is exactly what As he's we done. said before, Savage is on the extended bench. It's not long before he comes back in, and then Sebastian Cruz has to go somewhere. Um, who was previously playing in the centres. Does Jared Croker last too much longer? I know um, they, Ricky was very high on his experienced head when uh, the <coughs> Raiders got the job done over the Broncos somehow. What a weird result that was. Anyway, yeah. um, so I think in terms of keeping a, a calm, cool head on things that the Raiders, they'll want him around. So again, I think if you don't have to pull the trigger this week, give it another one until hopefully Savage is back and you get a, a clearer read. But Again, we'll play a few of those origin matches and goal kicking always helps. Raiders are okay for the time being and a good matchup now. But yeah, Croker, not the most A-plus cheapy trade-in ever, but will do a job. And then one other name I've got is Bunty Up 4, 303k second row, front row, and break even of 11. Uh, very much if you have to find a cheapy somewhere in your front row, second row could be an option given some added minutes this week and beyond with those injuries in the pack. But yeah, it's definitely not a, um, in terms of the Pallavi scale, he'd be four, five, six Pallavis out of 10. Yeah, he's pretty high up there. Generally only plays half an hour and scores at, you know, just under one PPM. So the work rate's not massive, what you'd expect of a prop playing shorter minutes. Hmm. Um, does have an amazing head of hair on him, but that doesn't get you many super coach points, unfortunately. And what do you reckon about Wiramu Greg uh, into the starting side with RCG out? But in terms of output, very low from what we've seen so far. Yep, yep, one hundred percent. He played. He's played two starting games this year. Um, I guess when Polo was out, and he played thirty-three minutes at a one ppm and nineteen minutes for a score of eighteen, um, and then played thirty-one minutes last week for thirty-three points. I think. That's just what he's doing. He's going to be playing 30 or less um, for a bit of impact, but not really going to be relied on too much. As we mentioned, 
Cartwright will come on at some stage and there'll be a shuffle. Uh, maybe Madison goes into middle and plays like a, a lock prop type role and, and plays mm. with Hopgood. But yeah, Wiramu Greg can be missed, I think. Yep, too many big minute players, as you've said, in that para pack. Um, all right, any buyers that I haven't spoken about before we go into captains? No, not for me. Um, as I said, I mentioned Tarpane, who you spoke about, and I've um, mentioned Curran, who are two main guys I'm looking at this week. Actually, one other I will mention, JMK with the Dolphins. He's having a big year. He's had uh, – uh, he got the – HIA um, concussion game earlier in the season, which saw him miss a few weeks um, or, or suspension. I can't remember exactly what it was, but, you know, missed rounds three and four. Um, but other than that, he's putting up 50s as a base and and more often than not going over 70. So big one, won't play Origin, should see you through a couple of games through the Origin period. He's going to be great as a second hooking option, I think, for the rest of the year. It's been a weird uh, position so far. We've seen Wade Egan kill it when he can get on the park. Yep. Uh, JMK or Marshall King, as uh, he's known to those who don't know the acronyms. But no, he, uh, yeah, flying and under the radar as well. A guy like him, uh, he had a pretty good last year, I feel like, as well. Yes. So he's uh, yep. definitely got some semblance of form in the position. But uh, yeah, definite luxury trade. But some hooking options. I've got Reese Robson. I think he's outscoring. So there you go. It's been that kind of year. Um, all righty. In terms of captains, mate, who have you gone VC captain on this week? Um, my VC at the moment is on turbo, provided he plays. Yep. Um, I think he could go massive against the Titans, but just not willing to throw the captaincy right smack on him with that groin issue and um, into Cleary as captain. I really like the look of Nico, but you obviously can't do both. And I think um, Cleary against the Tigers could be, have a massive game. Yeah, look, I just have a sneaking feeling we'll actually be relatively okay on Hines tomorrow. I feel like Kennedy and that might tear us and, and Nicola and all that, but I just have a feeling Hines is going to go sub 100 and you kind of need a really big score to, to use the loop anyway. So I'm happy to just uh, hope like hell that he doesn't go large, but I'll be going D Brown or Ryan Madison against your boys the nights, Friday, six o'clock into Cleary against the Tigers at Bathurst. I think, yeah, if there's ever a game that you think Nathan Cleary can ton up and, and ton pretty comfortably, it's this one. I can't see the Tigers putting up two fights in a row, but I'm not sure. Maybe the weather at Bathurst might be a bit rainy like it was at Campbelltown and they'll bring them back to the pack a little bit. But I think, uh, yeah, Tigers put an absolute fork in him. Cleary should be going 120-plus comfortably. Um, I think I'm with you. I'd be going if I knew Turbo was fit. He's a very easy captaincy option, but I don't want to leave it too late in the week and I can't swap him out because I've got Reese Walsh. So a bit of a tricky one, but... I'm just happy if Turbo goes large. All right, mate. It's been a uh, fun round nine pod. I've had a, uh, we've got a fair bit to get through in a pretty short week. So a lot of tough calls to be made. I think after all this, I'm going to be boosting. What about you? Yeah, I think I'll have to. Um, I'm going to try and get up to JMK or to Tapani to cover one of the two guys I mentioned earlier, Sony Luke or Stefano. I just, I'm not comfortable running out with them and starting 17. So a boost will probably come into effect. And next minute, Stefano scores 17 tries against yeah. the freaking... That sounds about right. The, against the Panthers of all team. But no, uh, yeah, good to chat to you again, mate. Loving, loving having you back. It's uh, not a Tuesday, but it is a Wednesday, but it is feeling normal again, feeling like we used to on these SC reports. Love it to have you back as always, and we'll catch you next week. Certainly will.
And if you want to sing this one along while I play it, feel free. I feel like I could. I've heard it that many times. <laughs> I know the words by heart now. Pants off. Didn't have them on the beginning. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 